We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast. I'm Madison Hadler, your host, the one and only host of Loudmouth Podcast. And happy Pride Month, you guys. I hope that all my gays, days, and everyone else uh, is enjoying their second day of Pride and knowing that you're loved and you're listened to and that I support you. Um, I'm kind of, not kind of excited, I'm pretty excited because this is my first pride being an out bisexual woman and I've kind of gone back and forth on, you know, if I'm excited about that or if it's weird or what it is, if I should be excited about it because I feel like it just comes with a lot of different ideas and that's mainly based on how society looks at a lot of these things or how even we've been grown up ingrained with these things inside of our head but today I'm deciding that I'm excited about it because I just feel so grateful to be in a place and in a world where it's way more accepted now and that people are constantly wanting to learn they're constantly wanting to be good allies if they're not a part of the community already and it just feels very freeing to know that We have come such a long way in our rights as a community and also just a long way in our country, which (laughs) that's not to say that there isn't more stuff that needs to be done because there definitely is. But just kind of looking back on the history of everything, it just it feels very humbling to be here today. So all of my beautiful gays and days and members of the Alpha Mafia I hope that you guys have a great month of Pride and I can't wait to discuss some Pride topics this month and just have a conversation about it because there's so much to learn and there's so much to be learned, (laughs) if that makes any sense to anyone. Now, even if you didn't know that it was Pride Month, just take a look at all the companies adding rainbows to their profile pictures and you would probably get the hint. Now, I know with this discussion of pride, especially during the time of where COVID's still happening, it's kind of hard to know, you know, different things about different parades and everything going on. And there's been a lot of conversations about parades and what should be allowed at pride parades, including a conversation on kinks and if they should be allowed there. And also, as you may have heard of recently or a couple weeks ago, New York Pride decided to ban police at their event. And this caused a lot of conversation over if that should be allowed, if that should happen, and so many other questions about it. On one side of the argument, people are saying, well, how can we protect it? You know, we're in minority community. How can we be protected if there aren't any police there? But do we actually know how Pride got started in the first place as a protest against police? 
So before we question when New York decided to get quote unquote all high and mighty and ban police, let's take a look into the history of pride and maybe that should give us some answers. protests throughout the country, the one we can contribute the most to paving the way for pride parades is the Stonewall Riots of 1969. On one June 9th, the police raided the Stonewall Inn, located in New York City. The Stonewall Inn was your basic gay bar, but they had actually just allowed women and drag queens inside of the bar. One of the first was our queen, Marsha P. Johnson. More on her later. During this time, being gay was illegal in every state except for Illinois, and gay bars, especially in New York, were being ran by the mafia, who would pay corruptible police officers to look the other way and blackmailed many wealthy gay patrons by threatening to out them. If a restaurant or bar served gay patrons or even had gay employees, they could get shut down, meaning that probably your local Chili's would have been shut down. Police raids were a common occurrence at many gay bars, but on this night, the community decided they would fight back. Little did they know that this fight would cause a new wave of revolution. On the Tuesday before the riots began, June 24th, the police started to arrest the employees and confiscated the illegal liquor that the Stonewall Inn had. They used this liquor as an inn to target the bar, for not having a liquor license because an illegal gay bar probably can't have a liquor license. After this initial raid, they planned to go back on Friday to shut Stonewall down for good. After midnight on said Friday, eight undercover cops entered the bar to arrest people. Not only did they focus on employees, but singled out drag queens because at the time, quote unquote, masquerading as a member of the opposite sex was a crime. In the early morning hours of June 28th, transgender women began to resist arrest. The crowd began to fight back when the police roughed up a quote-unquote woman dressed in masculine attire, who many believed was Stormé Delavere, a lesbian and biracial activist who had complained her handcuffs were too tight. Reports are unsure of what specifically kicked off the riots, and if you go to many different articles, there are lots of different ideas on what it was. Some say that one, a police was whipped and that's how it started, or that um, a window glass was broken, or whatever it was. But ultimately, bottles began to be thrown about and crowds started slashing the tires of the police vehicles. Two transgender women of color Miss Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Riviera were said to have resisted arrest and thrown the first bottle or brick or something else, again, unsure of what it was, at the cops. And some articles do say that they threw it at and smashed the cops' window, but again, we don't really know for sure. Although Johnson claimed later that she didn't arrive until the uprising was already happening. Around 4 a.m. on the same night, the 28th, police started to retreat and barricade themselves inside of Stonewall. 
A lot of the police had taken the arrested and taken them to a precinct, but the original eight and some others started to barricade themselves back inside to keep safe. Some rioters used parking meters to throw and break through the door. The city's riots police, the tactical patrol force, say that five times fast, the tactical patrol force started to arrive and march down the street. But the protesters, of course, outsmarted them by running away, circling the short blocks, and coming up back behind the officers to raid them. Then things settled down, and surprisingly, no one was critically injured or died on the first night of the rioting. The next day, Stonewall reopened, and people started to gather. Many supporters showed up and started chanting, gay power, and we shall overcome. Again, the police were called out there to restore order, quote unquote, and even larger groups, including the riot police, the tactical, you know, the one that was hard to say. <laughs> and like they do, they began to beat and tear gas members until the early hours of the morning. Over the next couple nights, gay activists continued to gather near Stonewall, taking advantage of the moment to spread information and build support, hence starting and growing the gay rights movement. Although police returned, it was less confrontational. On July 2nd, activists appeared outside of Village Voices, a local newspaper that referred to the riots as, again, quote-unquote, the forces of faggotry. When the police pushed back, rioting started again and ended at midnight. Although the Village Voices wasn't the only newspaper to, of course, print and label the riots as terrible and print some pretty disgusting stuff, like the New York Daily Times ran a news headline titled, Homo Nest Raided, Queen Bees Are Stinging Mad. And the New York Times only wrote a short article, article titled, titled, Police Again Route Village Youths. After Stonewall, the rebellion spread throughout the LGBTQ plus people in New York and beyond, who for the first time found themselves as a part of a community. As I said before, this wasn't the first gay rights movement but it was the one that marked the turning point. These riots gave way to more radical groups like the Gay Liberation Front and the Gay Activist Alliance. On June 28th, the first anniversary of the police raid on the Stonewall Inn, activists organized the Christopher Street Liberation March to cap off the city's first gay pride week. Inspired by this example in New York, activists in other big cities organized pride celebrations in the same year and boomed the frenzy of pride parades that would last for years and years, including up until today. So again, let's take a look at New York banning police. Not only is that the history of pride and where the pride parades got their power in a police riot, but also we have to remember that a lot of members of the LGBTQIA plus community are not only a minority because they're a part of that community, but a lot of them are also intersectional gay members of the community, meaning a lot of black people, a lot of transgender women, a lot of Latinas, a lot of every other race and ethnicity you can think of are a part of this community. Now, you can have whatever opinion you want on it, but I think we should all recognize the idea behind banning police especially in these last few years police brutality has come to the forefront and although it's been happening for years as we see in the stonewall in riots 
it's still becoming so much more lightened and highlighted in news media coverage. So why wouldn't you want to make sure that the members of your community are safe and protected by ensuring that the people whom a lot of them are brutalized by aren't there? It can only make sense to make sure that people feel safe in these communities. And a lot of the time, police don't make people feel safe. And on another end, many pride parades have their own pride marshals, have people who volunteer to ensure that it's safe, that everyone's protected and okay. And a lot of those people have way more qualifications, I believe, than the police would who would be there anyway. And a lot of people are also involved in the community itself, making it an even bigger safe space and safe ideas. On the other end of the kink shaming and banning at pride parades, a lot of it is said to be for kids who want to come to pride parades and families who want to bring their kids to pride parades. But we need to realize that kids don't automatically sexualize things unless, unless we tell them to and unless the parents make sure that they know that it's sexual. And I know, at least in Springfield, Missouri, they had a separate part of the pride parade that was sectioned off for kids, and it was drag queens, drag queens reading to them and reading books to them. So why are we trying to ban this, these things that made, make pride what it is? Because pride is all about being yourself and showing up as your unauthentically you version so why are we trying to limit those yous of other people? I think that there is a time and a place for kids to come to pride parades. And I think that as a mother or a father or a parental guardian or a guardian figure, you have to make sure that you're allowing your kids to see what you want, what you want them to see. And you're figuring out, you know, when are the times that it's okay for them to come or that I'm not scared for them to come or whatever it may be. Because really pride is all about just celebrating people as they are and as they come and not veiling that mask. So I think it's just important, especially this year, especially after everything that's gone on, that we just allow pride to be what it is, proud. We allowed it to be proud and loud and fill the community with such warmth. And I highly recommend even if you've never been to a pride parade before, even if you're, and especially if you're not a part of the LGBTQIA+, to go to a pride, to experience it, because it truly is such a magical moment. I remember um, in high school, I went to the St. Louis Pride Parade, and at that point, I wasn't an out bisexual woman, but it was the most fun that I've ever had. It was hot as hell, but everyone was dressed to the nines and just partying around, and it was so fun to see families there to see churches there to see all this community coming together and showing support for the members of the lgbtqia plus community and i hope especially this year after the year that we all have had we can just go out there and have fun um and this was just your basic history lesson on pride because a lot of the times actually most of the time actually i'm sure all of the time um this doesn't get taught in school and it's so easy to miss information because we aren't being told this stuff in school and in history classes even though it's a part of history so I want to open that door and I want you if you listening to this don't know all about pride which it's okay to not know all about pride 
but want to get to know more, Google it, search it, listen, watch, listen to podcasts, read books about it because there is so much more that goes into it just besides the Stonewall and riots. And it's so important that we educate ourselves and we educate other people of the community and we educate kids and we show them that one, it's okay to be gay. It's okay for your friends to be gay. But also that this is a revelation of power. This is a moment to show that these people fought for what they have now. And they worked so hard for it and they're able to celebrate it now. And there's still obvious, obviously problems within the community and happening to the community itself. And I really want to go a little bit further on that in some other episodes this month. But... I'm just so happy that you guys chose to listen to this, and I hope you learned a little bit more about the Stonewall Inn riots and where Pride came from. Um, Yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. Um, Go out to your local drag bars, tip some drag queens, celebrate this month in all of its glory, and be the best ally you can be. Be the best queer person that you can be this month because it's your month, and it's your time to shine, and it's your time to celebrate you and celebrate who you are. Um, yeah, I love you guys. Let me know if there's any specific topics you guys want me to cover this month. I really do want to go over just the different, uh, flags because there have been so many pride flags throughout history and just so many flags that show different, uh, parts of the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, and I really want to showcase that and talk about it a little bit more and talk about some historical figures and things like that. But I love you guys so much. DM me if you have any ideas or anything that you want me to cover and talk about a little bit more because I would love to do that for you. Um, make sure you follow me, Out Loud Mouth Pod. Make sure you tech, check out the Instagram account at them um, and their website. I'm going to put it down in the description. I'm going to put down the history um, channel link that I have to all of this information and just all the different things that I found Um support to your local gay mental health communities and nonprofits. Um, there's Glenson, there's them, there's the Trevor Project, there's so many others, and I will make sure to include some down below that you can give your dollar dollar bills to and you guys can support during this month of Pride. Um, yeah, follow me on Instagram, loudmouthpod, email me, loudmouthpod1 at gmail.com. Make sure you buy some merch, support your local bisexual woman podcaster i'm gonna put all the links down in the description and i love you guys happy pride um i can't wait to celebrate with you guys throughout this month uh i'll talk to you guys next wednesday bye